Hello and welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Friends, uh, I'm joined here in, well, I'm Aaron Richards, uh, one of the hosts of today's show. We're having such a great time. I almost forgot that you're not here in the studio with us. Mm-hmm. I'm joined here Good. by my uh, my friend and brother in Christ, Christopher Finneman, who's going to be joining us today's co-host. And we have a we have an amazing guest. I'll introduce him now so as not to... Uh, leave you hanging um father jay welcome father jay yeah thank you so much it's a great joy to be here yeah uh we it, this is gonna be a fun show we were just pre-show we were uh we were reflecting on the great transition from vhs to dvd our own experience great experience through. yeah <laughs> we, have, we have a lot of we have a lot of good stuff in store today um and uh, I wonder, Christopher, if you might kick off the show with, with prayer. This yes, morning. let's do it. We'll begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, Son and of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for the joy that it is to labor in your vineyard with you, Lord. Uh, to labor in joy um, and to, to labor with eager expectation for what you want to do. There's always life in your vineyard, Lord. We're so grateful for today, and we're grateful for... Um, the opportunity to commune with you as we labor for your church and in, in this world. We pray in your holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father and the Son, and the Holy, holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. 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 So, friends, if you're listening to Beyond Damascus for the first time, or maybe not for the first time, we are the show where encounter meets mission. What does that mean? Uh, this is a show about evangelization, about, as Christopher would just let us in prayer, about, about laboring in the vineyard. Where's the name come from? Well, St. Paul uh, on his road to Damascus, his life was transformed, right? He was transformed through an encounter with Jesus that, that changed the course of his life forever. He went to Damascus where he was awakened and empowered and equipped to live uh, the Christian life, right? Um, and, and we also live and work at a place called Damascus here in Centerburg, Ohio. And this is a, it's a, it's a Christian, um, it's a Christian Catholic community uh, of, tremendous group of young adults that is is leading young people in into those moments of encounter. All right now we're in the midst of Catholic Youth Summer Camp. Father Jay, you've been a, a chaplain for a, a number of years with us here at Catholic Youth Summer Camp and you're here again with us. What's the what's the environment like this week? So we're here out and we've had a lot of rain, but the <laughs> Lord <true>. also <laughs> the Lord gave us a lot of grace yesterday. He just Brought us the sun. Actually, it's probably his mom. Mary probably gave us the sun <laughs> so that we could process him around the campus. That's but, her specialty. But yeah, it's, the atmosphere is good. I'm really blessed. We have about 230 kids just from my diocese alone, from wow. Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend, Indiana. Awesome. I didn't know it was quite that high. Yeah. yeah. And we have, Whoa. I mean, what, camp is 500 kids. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're shaking and baking. <laughs> As they say. <laughs> good. Shaking and baking. Uh, um, so we, we don't do this whole thing on our own. We're, we are, we're recording here in the illustrious Damascus Media Studio wow. in Centerburg, Ohio. And uh, one, of the, one of the great joys, you may be listening to this on St. Gabriel Radio or EWTN Radio, who helps to make us popular in the world. Uh, thanks, guys. We love you. <laughs> and uh, also, you may be watching now, we're, we're, we're producing video on YouTube. Um, if you look on YouTube and we're not there yet, sorry. Soon. <laughs> we're figuring it out. Uh, but our, our goal is that, is that this, this podcast, this show would, would just be a blessing for, um, for individuals in any walk of life as we try yeah. to explore the, the nuance of what does evangelization mean? 
So yeah. during not, the summer, we have a lot of priests who are able to join us. Yeah, there's actually, there's a lot this week. We we just took a picture up at the grotto. There were four priests, a seminarian, and three religious from our diocese. But I think what? all in all, we've had probably 10 or 12 priests through this week. That's awesome. Something's going on in Fort Wayne, South Bend. We got really good water there. <laughs> it's the tap water, guys. There's grace in Drink it. from the well. Drink, <laughs> drink deeply from the well. Wow. Uh, anyway, um, Catholic Youth Summer Camp is in, is in full swing. And, uh, and yeah, whatever, whatever your walk of life, whether you are um, clergy listening to this show, whether you are someone in, in uh, full-time you know, professional ministry in the church, whatever that is, uh, or whether you're a, a parent or a student or a grandparent, um, every single one of us, we like to say, is, is called to a life of full-time mission, yeah. right? We're called to a life of full-time ministry. And uh, and how we live that is unique for every one of us. So um, today we're going to be hearing uh, about Father Jay, what your experience has been here with Catholic Youth Summer Camp, sort of what your own testimony of coming to the Lord has been, and and the particular areas of ministry that God's placed on your life as as passions and drives, and mm-hmm. um, and sort of how we can uh, what we can glean from that. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited. The the biggest and most uh, recent we were we were. Before you got here, Father, we were browsing your TikTok channel. Oh dear! <laughs> oh man! Now here at here at here at Damascus, you know, one of our goals this year is that we would grow in our social media, right. yes, influence and exposure. Hmm. But we have among us uh, seasoned professionals. Seasoned, <laughs> seasoned. We want yes, to learn professional, from you, doubtful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seven, Seventeen thousand followers as of the as of this morning. Yeah, that's, that's um, weird. What's what's going on with TikTok? That's yeah. I actually <laughs> abhor social media, <laughs> <laughs> so, which makes it a true act of love. Father, yeah, it, it was like trying to figure like, okay, how how do you interact with youth who have their faces stuck in front of a device, a, a screen mm-hmm. all day? Like, I guess get in front of the screen. You make TikToks. <laughs> you make TikToks. Wow. And and you connect and you show them joy and you show them humor. You show right. them fun. It really started, there's another priest in our diocese, Father, uh, why can't, oh, I, whatever, he's not in our diocese anymore, but <laughs> he left, he's, he's actually joining our Franciscan community. Oh, praise nice. the Lord. Um, Amen. So like, yeah, he's following a passion of his, which is really beautiful, but he found that he wanted to bring Christ to people in a secular, through the secular media. Yeah. It's like, okay, I can do that. I like media. I actually prefer being the person behind the scenes, yeah. not in front of it. So it's really, this is uncomfortable, but good for me. <laughs> <laughs> so it started with just, you know, after we had that whole crazy year of not being able to go to mass yeah. for months on end, we made a TikTok about, you know, coming back to mass. Yeah. And that blew up. It was, wow. it was one, it was one that just blew up. And then the next one we did, and the next one we did, and we had a seminary with us last summer. And it was great because we could just bring testimony and truth and, yeah. and humor and joy. And, and then the kids started to find it. <laughs> and then they wanted me to do it with You're them. You're like, oh, this wasn't that serious. It's <laughs> like, I was not intending it. this. <laughs> it's like, I have to plan and now create content. There's like, this a content is... calendar. Yeah, so, so it's in, been wild. In your weekly schedule, you've got like homily prep and... Homily prep, daily TikTok prayer, prep. TikTok creation. <laughs> <laughs> Go through my TikTok drafts. What's Which your, one is the best? What's your favorite post? 
honestly, my favorite one was one here at Damascus that Damascus oh. had on their TikTok. That's not on their TikTok anymore. <gasps> well, I think we well, actually heard it was just released from uh, from, from TikTok jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was the paintball one, make, right? Yeah, it was. The- so they they took it off because uh, oh, to jerks. I mean. Yeah, violence. They, they said it, this is okay. too violent for TikTok. Whatever. But then one of our great uh, mission staffers here at Damascus, Erica, um, <laughs> <laughs> sent an email or something. To t- I don't know. I don't know what that process is Let me explain to you. Like. This is not violence. This is, he, want, he wanted <laughs> and this. And they brought it back. So now you're again on our TikTok, on okay. our CYSE yeah. TikTok. But that, yeah, that was because Damascus, and we'll get to this later, but Damascus is a place of freedom. And Damascus Amen. gives me freedom. Amen. And so their encouragement of like, hey, you want to do something? Like, I had an idea. Let's let the kids at Paintball just mark me up. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great idea. This is this is an awesome idea. It's gonna hurt. No, it'll be fine. You, you should have made them you pay can wear like one dollar under per- your shirt. <laughs> uh, maybe. But but the other thing is because something Damascus does so well is they they bring a holistic approach to things. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what you're doing, there's always fun and God. Like God's in the fun. Amen. And God's in other things like you know hurt like pain. Yeah. Getting shot with paintballs Paintball is not pain. an, a comfortable thing. Right. But it can be offered for something glorious. So I was like, I wanted these guys to see, these middle school boys to see what a father's love looks like practically. Mm-hmm. And we, we understand this concept of like Jesus sacrificial offering on the cross, the scourging. But okay, you're going to take a paintball marker and you're going to fire paintballs at me. <laughs> and I'm just going to accept it because right. I love you. Wow. It was foolish. Amen. <laughs> and and great all at the same time. So that was a great mm-hmm. great experience. Um, I guess recently, I I've enjoyed my googly eyes one. Wait, what? So yeah, I had some students who decided to put googly eyes oh, on I my saw jeep. That. And on the jeep, like, on the jeep headlights, dish sized. Yeah, nice. And they said, "Hey, go check out your jeep. Record your reaction." So I'm like, "What are they doing?" <laughs> oh, that's oh <laughs> oh car sized googly eyes. <laughs> said, oh look, there's there's googly eyes. Google. That's amazing. It's just, I think it's a fun way to connect with people. Yeah, people kids see it, they hear it. <laughs> and honestly, if it brings them joy, great. I, I'm really bad at like creating daily content. So right. I could like have a, a staff like Damascus Media help me out. I mean, <laughs> as he pans the studio for any take, anyone want to leave their job? <laughs> no, no. Can I just come here instead? That's, <laughs> oh, 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 there's oh. always an empty seat here in the studio for you. I know, you. that's right. Mm. It's, like, it's like we wait for Elijah. Wow. At the, at the Passover feast. <laughs> That's really powerful though, Father. In in those in in your in the TikTok and being here at Camp Lake, it's really um transforming these youth's worlds, seeing a priest in their life with them. Um, to see a priest not on the sidelines watching, be like, Oh, look at these kids having fun with paintballs, but being in there and to have <laughs> to have the kind of relationship with the youth at your parish that they would feel comfortable yeah. putting googly eyes on your Jeep. Yeah. We love to dance together. We love to laugh together. And as they can see the priest as relatable yeah. and a person that wants their soul to get to heaven, I'll take all the paintballs in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. You do a great job of being a, a normal human person. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's such a compliment. I love it. That's a good thing. I mean, <laughs> one of the things they told us in seminary is like, don't be weird. But I'm like, I think we need to be a little weird. Right, right. But yeah, I, I, match, I match the weirdness level. I hope I'm on that level of normal. Yeah, I think enough. You fit in right here. Yeah, Perfect. you do. You fit in right Perfect. here. Perfect. Um, awesome. So, yes, friends, uh, thank you for joining us for Beyond Damascus. We're in the middle of Catholic Youth Summer Camp, as we just said. Uh, we've got 
tons of activities happen here on campus. We've got 500 kids here this week. Wow. It's been, it's been just an amazing summer. Um, we are, uh, 2021 post post COVID summer. We, we, we did have a full summer of operation last year, a little lower, uh, you guys rocked it a little lower numbers, but, um, but this year it's just, it's been really beautiful getting back to full steam and seeing what a full campus feels like. And, uh, seeing 500 kids show up every week. This is week six. Mm-hmm. Um, almost we're finishing up week six this week. We've got, we've got nine, almost 10 weeks of yeah. camp this summer. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we'll have close to 6,000 kids between here and our camp in Minnesota this yeah. year. And it's just an amazing experience, you know, wow. that, that, that relationship and community is where we are, it's where we're reminded and reinvested into like this core component of the Christian faith. The Christian faith can't happen in isolation. And so many things can happen by Zoom and YouTube, but uh, truthfully, like televised mass can do so much, but you can't, you know. Can't consume the Eucharist. I know, that's right. (laughs) And you can't can't exist in in, in authentic incarnational community. That's exactly the word I was going to use, the Christian faith by nature is incarnational yeah you can't escape it made present physically that's right so it's been a it's been a sweet summer um you know i don't get to hang out with the kids um i guess i could if i wanted to but i'm in the office most days but even just uh even just being here and the the constant background noise being the sound of you know kids (laughs) yelling and screaming and bouncing basketballs and declaring truths yeah renouncing lies yeah yes so if you want to be encouraged in your faith just check out the catholic youth summer camp youtube page for a little bit or the (laughs) damascus youtube page or the instagram um we post all our stuff every week and it's just it's amazing to see young people so on fire and alive for their faith and it's even better to be here in the midst of it oh man okay i want to i want to lay a scriptural foundation for today's show and um you know, we have maybe a couple minutes that we can speak about this before taking a short break. Uh, once again, you're you're listening to Beyond Damascus. We're gonna we're gonna jump into Matthew chapter six today. I don't know why, Christopher. You and I were praying before the show, and um, this uh, this verse, these phrases, kind of stuck out yeah. to me. Um, and I think I think they'll fit right in with kind of what we're speaking about today. Jesus says in Matthew chapter six, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Yeah. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. You know, um, I, I was I was joking with Christopher as well. It's kind of been it's been a very uh, task oriented sort of reactive week for me, and personally, and this has been my uh, this has been kind of the go to where where God's brought me in prayer. Remember my faithfulness. Um, remember the promises I've made in the past, and believe in the promises that I'm going to make yeah. in your life in the future. Like we exist in this place of constantly being reminded of of what God's spoken over our life, of the way that he provides, and, and living into that promise. Um, and, and it's an invitation every day to like fight that temptation of self-reliance and, right. and you know, self-actualization, right? right? That we, we live in a place of, of just total dependence on Jesus. And, um, 
when those when those opportunities and those moments come up to uh to take control back yeah. right um whether it's in in a good time or in a bad time you know whether you're whether you're faced with an opportunity that you feel like oh this is too good to pass up or whether we're or whether we're struggling or reacting against something that feels like it's outside of my control right that, that there's this constant temptation to take back from the lord um control in the area of providence that he's just so faithful at promising and fulfilling in right. our life uh so that i, I think that's that's kind of the um the scriptural foundation that i want to that i want to speak into today is is that place of realizing that we minister um we live uh out of this place of dependency and reliance on a god who's proven himself faithful right time and time again um we were we were talking before the show that you know the lilies of the field they don't have to struggle yes. or discern yes. to figure out what they're going to do yes right um, I was reflecting this weekend. I was speaking about this a little bit, and it's like uh, we had um, Rowan and I went down to the down to the stream near our house a couple days ago <laughs> and picked a bunch of little wildflowers from the stream. And uh, I don't know what kind of flowers they are. They're awesome. She calls them fire hearts. They're they're wow. they're cool. They're orange. And every morning, the flowers will open. Why? Mm. Uh, because that's what flowers do. Right. Right. When a flower has water and a flower sees sunlight, it opens. It doesn't have to go through a difficult process of like thinking, is this the right time? Right. You know, is this a smart decision? What's the what's the flower next to me gonna be thinking? Oh um, it, <laughs> so good. It's like there's there's this there's this natural equation of sun and water. Right. And nutrition, right? There's probably some other sciencey stuff in there, but when a flower has the right stuff, it opens. Right. And uh, I think in a lot of ways, like when we have, when we root ourselves in the right stuff, in the right foundation, in that, in that place of faith, um, Christian life happens. Right. Right. And the flower knows its purpose. Right. I mean, a flower's purpose is to be beautiful. Yeah. It, it doesn't have much more existence than, than that. And beauty is one of the ways in which God makes himself known so we can see God in yes. that flower. Which is good. And you think about that, like, yeah, I don't want to be anxious, and I'm not anxious when I know what I'm doing. I know what my purpose is, my mission is. But my mission isn't focused on what am I going to eat today? What am I going to drink? How am I going to sleep? Right. My, my mission, my focus is how am I going to love? Mm-hmm. How am I going to be loved? Like St. Therese. Actually wearing my St. Therese socks Saint today. Therese socks. Nice. Yeah. Amen. But yeah, that flower, that flower's purpose is to be love. I mean, yeah. that, that was a love for you and Rowan, like, right. yeah. like to go down there and do that. Yeah. So, uh, so I, 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 that, we'll, we'll take a short break here, um, but that's, that's where I want to root us today. Uh, root us like little flowers. And, uh, and we're going to come back. We're going to be talking about how our life and ministry can flow from that dependence on God and ultimately on engagement in those opportunities for nutrition right. that he offers us, right? On being plugged into a place like Damascus, Father mm. Jay, you know you're yeah. here frequently, not just because we we need you to, you know, to do the sacrament stuff. No, um, you feed me more than I feed you, probably. And uh, and and that that that's 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 where we'll that's where we're going to start. So, Sounds great. Um, thanks for joining us on Beyond Damascus, where encounter meets mission. We will be right back after this short break. Hello, Father Mitch. Yes, sir. What can we do for you? How do we know that Jesus was in his early 30s during his ministry? In Luke, he says, and Jesus was about 30 years old. So it's right there. 
Kate. Thank you. That was easier than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) EWTN, helping people grow in their love and understanding of God. One of the reasons we should go to Mass is because it is the food of the saints that we receive. And for the saints, they understood rightly that the time after Holy Communion, that those moments are the most precious moments of our lives. The Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, live from the EWTN Chapel, every morning, 8 Eastern, on EWTN Radio and Television. And welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Once again, we're filming and recording Beyond Damascus here in the beautiful, illustrious Damascus Media Studio. Our friends at EWTN and uh, St. Gabriel Radio are carrying Beyond Damascus, thanks to all of their support. And uh, we've got Christopher Finneman, myself, Aaron Richards, and Father Jay Horning here in uh, in studio. And I'm super pumped for today's show. If you didn't catch the first segment, check out the podcast on your favorite podcast place or uh, grab us on YouTube if we fulfilled our commitment of Posting this uploading on YouTube. to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Great. We, we, just, uh, we were just kind of reflecting on, on Matthew chapter 6, um, verses 25 to 29, where Jesus talks about, you've heard it before, the lilies of the field right. and the, the sparrows, right? The birds of the air, how God provides for all of these simple, beautiful creatures and, and creation and um, how much more does God provide for us? Yet our temptation oftentimes is to try to try to muscle down and provide for ourselves. Right. Um, and that this is this is really where 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 true ministry flows from. And um, Christopher, when we were when we were reflecting before the show, yeah. you, made, you made this comment about like what people actually need from us or desire from us in ministry. Right. Because when I'm reading this, the sparrows or some tra- like the birds and the lilies of the field. Um, it's he's he's directing our attention to these parts of creation to learn a disposition of heart and as a missionary of 3 4 years or something i can't help but to reflect on like what does that look like what i've learned one of the things one of the many things i've learned at damascus is that people more so need who i am than what i can do or what mm. i can offer or the skill set that i have it does not mm. diminish the significance of those things cuz those add value to the different projects and tasks that we have here. But if they're not receiving me in those, it's hollow. It's really cold and it's not ministry. Yeah. It's a job at that point. Right. And that's not going to bring yeah. revival to the church. That's a funny reflection. You know, I didn't even piece that together, but we were talking about TikTok earlier, right? That <laughs> that Father, you provide a you provide a beautiful um gift to the church in the sacraments, right? In right. in your in your priestly in your priestly vocation. But it's also like it's the heart. It's right. it's relationship that people are are truly hungry for. Right. Yeah. That's a thing like if I'm not giving myself, then what am I giving? Right. If I'm giving if I'm giving my action, then I'm just a utility. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not able to be loved either. Yeah. But if I'm giving my heart, then my heart's loved. It's yeah. a risk, but all risks that are good and have good reward. Yeah. Right. Well, I think one of the, one of the really neat things about this too, is that it's, um, so that, that's the giving component, like the gift component right. that I have to give of myself right. more than what I do. But so much of this is, is core to our own identity even as well. Right. Mm-hmm. That like, I cannot be a whole person if, 
if I'm focused and I'm valuing what I bring to the table, like what I, we have this saying, you've heard it here on the show before, like that, that many times we'll identify ourselves by placing an importance on what are the things we do so that we can then be described by achievements that we have, right? So that ultimately we can be granted some label of what we have become. Right. Right. So, so we focus on the do to the have to the become right. rather than seeing the other way around, like in mm-hmm. the, in the kingdom of God, um, we are, we are named first. We are called first. We, right. we identify ourselves as sons and daughters. And when we're rooted in that, then Jesus begins to give gifts. Right. Like, then we receive the gifts, not because we have earned them, but because he gives gifts freely. If they, right. if they were earned, they would be achievements, but right. the gifts of the spirit that he gives to his, to his sons and to his daughters mm-hmm. And then from those things, then it naturally flows like those, like, like the flowers right. in our, in our, you know, uh, dining room that it naturally flows that with water and sunlight, you know, that Christians who have gifts bear fruit. Right. And that's the, the disposition we're learning from Matthew six, right? The spare, and that's, that's our connection back to the, this scripture, the sparrow and the lily don't wake up and say, I'm going to do sparrow things now. I'm going to do <laughs> lily things now. It's like, I am lily. I yeah. am Sparrow, right? Yeah. And you were talking about campers making declarations. Um, what we're talking about that is throughout the day we teach like campers like – because you have to unlearn the doing life, mm. right? Where like I'm just doing things. You unlearn that by like recalling to yourself in prayer those declarations. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. And so maybe – they're not right now in a place where they just wake up and they're like, that's naturally who I am. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. I live like that. But um, you get to that place by those declarations, by saying that, you know. Christopher, what were you saying about worship um, oh, yes. this week? It was so good. Last night, um, it, was, it, was, it was this concept that we're talking about um, in worship um, and adoration last night with our middle school camp. Um, we have an amazing group of, of, of middle schoolers here this week. Um, there was this really special moment in worship where I could I could recognize kind of a shift in the room where the missionaries weren't thinking to themselves, "I'm a missionary. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do mission like I'm gonna help model worship for my campers." Um, is is it's hard to describe, but it's this moment where you forget that you're in worship because you're worshiping. <laughs> like you're not thinking to yourself, "Okay." Here I go. I'm going to sing the next words. I'm going to put my hands up or I'm going to focus on this, that, pray these things. And it's really, it's really holy. And the reason I'm even bringing this or that Aaron is asking me to bring this up is because um, what does it look like when missionaries in the vineyard, in our ministry, forget that we're going to do like ministry things and we're just ministering from who we are? You went from doing to being. Right. And then because that happened, there was this thing that happened. The whole room like elevated because um, the even I think sub, I mean, no, no campers thinking this. Oh, my missionary <laughs> stopped um, trying to show me what worship is, and they yeah. just started worshiping Jesus. Therefore, my worship is elevated. Yeah. No campers thinking that. If they are, that's amazing. I'm here for that. <laughs> We've got some like saints walking around. Um, what, I think it's just like what if in in the vineyard as as people in ministry, we kind of let go of trying to do the ministry things and ministered from that place of who we are. And just, mm. I don't know, it's really ethereal, but I just, I, what does that look like? You yeah. know? Well, and I, I just want to give a reality check right here too. Like Christopher, what you're talking about is middle school students, middle school, <laughs> middle school campers. <laughs> so if this is uh, you know, if, if 
giving your heart authentically into like a worship out of your identity as sons and daughters, if that's something that sounds like, oh, that's a nice like theological treatise to write upon, um, that that's not what we have to resign ourselves to. Right. And, and that's the reality that we're living here, not because Damascus is, has some, I mean, God is giving tremendous gifts to this community, but like what's happening here can and needs to happen everywhere. And, and we've got to expect that, that right. like the natural orientation of a sixth grader <laughs> is, is, is to be open and invited and receptive and to participate in deep and authentic, heartfelt, um, poured out moments right. of, of prayer and connection with God. And what like what was one of the fruits of that? Just like on a practical like remembrance of this is a middle school camp is that like when that happened, uh-huh. when the focus, like when the disposition changed in the room, these counselors did not have to redirect the attention of these middle school. Like there was no distractions, oh, that's which awesome. is when you have two hundred and fifty middle schoolers, like <laughs> the amount of attention span, you know, whatever. But like goldfish, it was they didn't have to. Like it was almost as if it was unified. There wasn't this distinction between like here's a missionary and here's these middle school campers. It was everyone's focus was attent like was on Jesus in the Eucharist. It's yeah. one being, one. It essence. was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. What you're saying, you know, it's actually. I thought of the the reading today that we have with Moses and the burning bush. Yeah. And again, this idea of going from doing to being. And when Moses asks God in the burning bush, like, who do you, who am I supposed to tell people you are? He says, I am who am. And so again, like on the theological existential like (laughs) level, like there's a lot you can extrapolate from it, but it's basically saying like, I am the thing. Like I am being itself, I'm essence. And so they went from doing a worship to the essence of being worship. Right. Like Whoa. the lily goes from, it doesn't do a flower, it bees a flower. Wow. Being worship. Whoa. <laughs> Being We're worship. Take a minute, Paul Christopher. <laughs> wow. That's so beautiful. Being uh, worship. Um, Beautiful. I, I don't want to. I don't want to give us get us uh, off track from this from this sentiment because I think it's I think it's amazing. But in yeah. light in light of this, you know, uh, we're here with with Father Jay, right. um, and I, I'd love to hear how like you've lived that out in your priesthood and just in in hearing God call you into this place because I know you're not. At least what I know of you now is that you're not you're not here because you can do things for us. Right. Um, there's been a there's been a deep development of your own identity in this, and I'd love to hear your story. Yeah, I mean, real quick, from where I started to to this place. So I grew up in Indiana, only child, mom and dad, not really faith-filled, um, not baptized as a kid. Mm-hmm. Dad passed away when I was younger, so no like father figure. And yeah, my identity was strapped into sports and things I could do. Yeah, and and ultimately, I always wanted to help. So when I went to college, I picked a Catholic college. Oddly enough. Because of a really great nursing program. Yeah. And then switched out of that to psychology, got into counseling. And while I was there, was introduced to the Lord in the Eucharist wow. by the Franciscan Sisters of Perpetual Adoration, hmm. who are some of the sisters here this week. Nice. Wow. And it was through, again, an encounter with God, unbeknownst to myself, that I was introduced to, introduced to just faith, to like journey to make a journey to Damascus that led through three more years of exploration. Finally, the decision to say, I want to be Catholic. I want to receive the Lord in the Eucharist. He is real. This is real. I want it. I want it all. 
So I went through that process, was baptized, confirmed, received First Communion, April 3rd, 2010. So Amen. Catholic for now, 11 years. Rock on. Amen. That led into an opportunity to become a youth director. Never yeah. thought of that. <laughs> Wasn't even pro- like pursuing that area, but because of love of the Lord and they saw this, they said, you want to do this? I said, yeah, I want to give now. Yep. So I do this for two years. And then that I had amazing opportunities. The Lord presented so many gifts. I got to go to World Youth Day in Madrid. Wow. And it was there I had another encounter in adoration where the Lord said, I, I need you to be a priest. I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Why do you want this? And that led to the, okay, I have to, I have to discover this. I have to ask these questions. And were, you, were you in World Youth Day for yourself or as a leader of a group? So oddly enough, our diocese was taking about 140 kids. Mm-hmm. And the night before they're supposed to leave, two kids had to back out or couldn't get tickets or what, something happened. So they had two tickets available. Whoa. And they just called and said, hey, we want to know if you can go. You're an adult. We don't have to do all this background stuff. I'm like, Sure. Okay. What? Uh, so that's, awesome. that's amazing. Twelve hours later, I'm on a flight to Lourdes, France. <laughs> oh my gosh! Do it again, Lord. Do it again. <laughs> and then I'm in Madrid for a week. I'm like, this is cool. <laughs> so oddly enough, and they stuck me with all the seminarians because I'm a young yeah. single guy. Like, oh, you can stay out with these people. <laughs> Somebody had a plan. You'll hang out yeah. with them. <laughs> so I went there as an adult, at part of this group, but not with responsibilities. Right. That brought back then the the seeking of okay lord i've been living a life of what i've wanted doing what i've wanted to do but what do you want me to be whoa so discern maybe you're calling me to priesthood calling me to seminary at least go to the seminary now i've been catholic for two years mom's freaking out hmm. <laughs> i'm sure she is. whatever it's fine and i go and and she made it she came out for a visit after my second year and she met some of my friends i was making she said oh this is this is what you're giving your life for. This is what, okay, I can get behind this. Wow. Uh, so she, through the people that she was meeting, saw the love and the joy being given. Yeah. Six years. All right, great. Get ordained. Get assigned to my first parish, and now it's like, all right, again, you're back to doing. Like, and throughout seminary, you learn what it means to to do priest things, but you also learn what it means to be priest. One of the great things we have is a, a program called Institute of Priestly Formation out in Omaha, Nebraska, yep. Creighton University. And they talk about five identities, beloved son, chaste spouse, spiritual father, spiritual physician, head and shepherd. And for the longest wow. time I thought, yeah, spiritual physician, I want to heal, I want to do, I want to do all these mm-hmm. things. But it was through their <laughs> learning, like, actually, I need to be right. chaste spouse. Right, right. And I long for spiritual father. Mm-hmm. I long to be mm. father. So when you're ordained, and they talk about this ontological change, you, you don't see it in an external reality. Like, I'm not taller, I'm not better looking, I'm not smarter, but like internally, my soul is configured more precisely to Christ. And so that promise that he gave to me, you're talking about promises and providence, like he promises that you'll be a priest forever. So I will always be his priest. Yeah. And just by, by that, I get to be Wow. Priest. And so when it comes to Damascus and coming out last year, not knowing what I was getting myself into <laughs> and and only having the experience of my my one brother who had been here prior to me, I was like, I'm all in. Like, mm-hmm. Ask and I'll and I'll get. Wow, that's amazing. You you need a mask for that? Yeah, let's do it. You need this? Yeah, let's do it. You need that? Let's do it. And in that process, these missionaries just poured love into me. Love that I didn't think I was deserving of, worthy of, 
wow. capable of receiving. And they're just like, we just love you. I'm like, why? Because you are essence. You are being. You are father. It's like, that's heavy. I don't think I can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> but then the wow. gifts of what I received. Yeah. Damascus has changed my preaching. It's changed my love. It's changed the way in which I see myself, and it's given me confidence. It's given me purpose and further mission to say, yeah, I may not always be able to do it all, and that's okay. And particularly this last Saturday, so one of the awesome things between each week's session is they have a little time of formation. Yeah. Um, and these, again, these, these staff members, these counselors, these program leads, all these people, they go hard. <laughs> during the week i mean hard and every week is like a brand new week and you think how do you have more energy how do you do how do you do it and it's like because it's not them wow. it's the lord filling them it's and they're jesus. being what jesus needs them to be and mm. so you chris you were leading worship for us saturday night and there was a song that we were on that we just kept going back to and yeah. it, was, it was glory like do you remember that like all of the glory all, all of the, the glory, glory. give yours. it all to him yeah and you had us do this paradigm shift in the room mm-hmm. where you said, all right, if you're in the back, I need you to move to the front. If you're in the front, move to the back. Like you had this idea, like we just needed to change our perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like being in the back. I'm still not like a super like comfortable, like up in the air dancer kind of person, <laughs> but I'm much more comfortable now. And you're like, I was like, okay, I got to go to the front because he asked me to. I don't really want oh to, but gosh. I will. <laughs> and I go to the front and... And it was this recognition that, yeah, the glory is God's. The glory is his. Mm-hmm. And this, from last summer to this summer, this, this preconceived notion like, all right, you have to do all these things. You have to do all this so you can impress them and, and they'll love you more. And it's like, actually, no, I need you to, I need you to give all that to me. This is mm-hmm. God telling me, like, you need to give all that to me. And I need you to be my priest. I need you to be my son. Mm. And when you give me the glory... I will magnify the glory because if you try to control it, if you try to hold on to it, then you're not going to let my glory right. increase. But when you give it to me, surrender to me, and you just let yourself be, yeah, like the the sparrows, the lilies. Yeah, when you give away the anxiety, when you let it all go, and you say, mm. "I'm just going to be," then you let my glory amplify. And so, I got here Saturday at six thirty p.m. I walked in the door, and three people ran up and hugged me. I was like. Because so <laughs> yeah, we like that's the thing. We need this interaction. We need this human community. And what you do so well here, Aaron, at Damascus, is you teach not just good formation and and how to love and how to be and do all these great things, but you teach what it means to love with a father's love. Wow, Jesus! And and this year's theme with Magnificare with Mary adds us the mother's love. Yeah. And yeah. he's just so good. That's awesome. I, I love that uh, that little moment of reflection that you that you offered, Father. That um, when you receive that, you know, acknowledgement and love and affirmation, like there's there's part of you that says that is almost like scared and intimidated that um, I like I don't deserve this, and uh, maybe even more likely like i like if if you knew all the things that i do or if you knew all the stuff like i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to receive this right but it's just that affirmation that hey like you're not here um you're not here at damascus you're not here in christian life you're not part of the catholic church you're not a priest forever because of the stuff that you've done well mm-hmm. right 
that's such a good that's such a good reminder. Um, and I, I was having a conversation with uh, with a brother of mine this week, and I, I think I think one of the key one of the key um, realities that just kind of encapsulates this is is like this constant reminder that I've got to I've got to live in this reality that, of of understanding that everything I have is a gift, mm-hmm. like everything that I have is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm able to operate the way that I can because of gift from God. I'm able to I'm able to speak the words that I speak because of a gift from God. I'm able to, you know, Father, you were you were saying like pray outwardly, lifting your hands. That, that's not because you're a more charismatic person. Like the word charism means that you've been given a gift from God. Right. Uh, you know, we 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 see and we witness to to amazing amazing signs of of just gratuitous miracles of grace of God coming and healing bodies of middle school kids <laughs> like here at camp it's not a secret sauce that we have here at damascus that, right. we're, that we're, it's it's because i think we've oriented ourselves as a community of saying you know what we're just gonna we're gonna receive god's gifts right it's yeah. back to the disposition of heart thing right yeah i disagree with what you said aaron it's, <laughs> there's not something profound at 7550 Remy road except for people that have a disposition of heart of like god <laughs> i want what you want and then that so that's like the vertical thing, right? Yeah. I'm looking at him, I receive from you, but then like horizontally looking at others being like, I want you, not what you do. Yeah. And I'm gonna give you me, not simply what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And when he does that, he gives us a freedom. Amen. I, I had another conversation with a with a guy this week. Um this is I don't know if this image is is helpful or not, but I think it's I think this is a promise that God wants to make for the church, okay? That uh he was observing like here at Damascus when we pray, it seems like our prayers are answered quickly, like unnaturally quickly, uh, that, that God's just like here, he's ready to, he's ready to do the things that we ask. And, and we were making this connection. He's like, I think the reason is just because there's so many people here that are saying yes. Like there's so many people here that are, that are ready to receive that it's like this magnet for God's grace. Right. And what if that was a model for the church Oh man, that, that like every parish in every right. city, um, that every Christian home was it was it was a place where we could just be so confident that we're 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 saying yes recklessly right and that as as people were walking through a community they're like man why does god answer the prayers of that family so quickly like why does god answer the prayers of that right. parish so so rapidly yeah. so effectively it's not because they're more loved or they're more chosen i think it's because they're more they're more not even obedient but they're more docile well, more more or not, uh, if if you see something working, do right. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like, uh, one of my you know one of my favorite um, ways of, of speaking about God's favor. Like God's God's favor isn't something that we earn hmm. um, by by virtue of description, right? God's right. favor is a it's a gratuitous gift, and yet there are times in in Old Testament and New Testament in the church where. God just gives a grace without explanation, mm-hmm. and when we are recipients of that grace, uh, my favorite my favorite direction to our team is you say thank you and you hit the accelerator. Nice. Like we press in because there's there's no guarantee of. <laughs> I mean, praise the Lord. I hope this I hope this well is bottomless. I know this well is bottomless. Right. I hope I hope that the well here is bottomless forever. But man, until we we're gonna we're gonna maximize uh, our yes right. because because God's so faithful. And, um, I think, I think he's just been waiting for a, for a, 
for people to say yes. Like it's not like it's not like there are new problems in today's world that mm-hmm. are shocking God. Right. I think it's two things. What you were saying, people willing to say yes, and then there's a second. That's why I think this summer is so profound for our community. Magnificare. Because like, what is that story? The story of a 14-year-old girl saying yes to God. That's what we live for here. We yeah. have given ourselves to the next generation of 11, 12, 13, 14-year-olds that they would say yes from encountering Jesus. So mm. it's that, yes, right? We say yes, but then there's the second thing which you're talking about, people willing to be bold and ask God from a place of relationship, right? So that's the wedding of Cana thing, yeah, right? From mm. a place of relationship being like, hey, I don't know if this was a part of your plan, but can you do this, Yeah, right? So that's, I mean, miraculous things happen all the time. That was his first miracle. Like, hey, Jesus, from a place of relationship, can you do this for me? And yeah. then he looked back from that place of relationship being like, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a big thing too. <laughs> is like, it's the casting out of fear and doubt and to just boldly be like, I'm going for this. Right. Like Damascus yeah. just boldly goes for things. Yeah. There's not a fear. There's not a doubt. It's like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And, well, and that's what it means when you're a son and a yes, daughter. Amen. Like, my, my kids don't have to be afraid that they're going to fall out of our family if they ask me for something in the answer. Right, no. right. From a place of... <laughs> You're not going to offend your dad. Right. From yep. a place of rooted identity as his mother. She was like, I'm not afraid to ask Jesus to make this wine right now. Uh-huh. I'm not afraid. And I'm not needy. Mm. You know, I love you. You love me. Will you do this? Yeah. So when you... Yeah, when we had this scripture passage about be anxious about nothing. As a priest, you get back to that <laughs> idea of like, you know... People are going to be upset about this, or if I preach about this, it's like, no, when it's not about me. Yeah. It's about God. And it's not about doing the things, but it's about being this. And again, what I love so much about Damascus is you honor my priesthood. And because you honor that and you trust me, I have complete and under trust in you. Like, there is zero competition, there is zero mm-hmm. comparisons. Like, you know, Chris does have a gift of worship and Aaron has a gift of worship and like they worship beautifully outwardly in their own ways because that's how they love God so well. And I love worship and I and it's not necessarily the gift of playing or music, but I can be worship. Right. Um, but like there's no comparison of, yes, you look this way, you look this way. And so what you noticed, Chris, with that, that idea that they just, they all became one. Right. They all became one because... Ultimately, we are one. We are one body. Right. Yeah. And so we become one. We become one being mm. in the body of Christ. Yeah. Whoa. That's awesome. We're going to take a quick break, <laughs> uh, but I got, a, I got a really cool plan. So when we come back, I, I, want, to a- I want us to ask the question, um, how do we individually guard ourselves from falling into that trap? Uh, and and we'll, we'll kind of offer some, some direction, and, and then we'll pray right. uh, for this community. That, that we'd be able to root ourselves in that yes. being reality uh, and not not be attached to the things of this world to the point where our our temptation to control right becomes a guiding force for us so thanks for joining us again you're you're, you're listening you're, you're watching beyond Damascus um, the show where encounter meets mission we'll be right back after this break this is Steve Leaguers president of tri-state Catholic radio and I am a sinner. A sinner who needs God's grace and mercy, especially when I'm weak or disappointed in myself or have hurt others. Catholic Radio and its wonderful variety of programming reminds me that God loves me and uses radio as a medium to broadcast His love and encouragement into our world. Find a Catholic station in your area and tune in. The world needs EWTN Catholic Radio, now more than ever. 
providing quality programming faithful to the teachings of the Catholic Church, EWTN is television that viewers can trust. Whether it's films, documentaries, news coverage, lively discussion shows, or kids' programs, we highlight the truth that is the eternal word. For a complete schedule of EWTN television programs, visit EWTN.com and click TV. EWTN, the Global Catholic Network. And welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Uh, Thanks to St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio for carrying this show across the uh, radio airwaves. And I'm here with Christopher Finneman and uh, uh, Father Jay. Um, And what what an amazing show it's been. We're going to reflect today, just in closing, in the last few minutes that we have together, on how it is that we can live this call to be reliant on ministering from identity and not ministering from a place of control. So there's a special word that I, I think it'd be good to root ourselves in here, and that's detachment, right? That yeah. as, as we become detached from the things of this world, we're able to actually attach ourselves to that to that place of identity and relationship with the Lord. And um, in my life, the first thing I was thinking about was uh, was the temptation to be attached to the just the things that we surround ourselves with, Right. Um, that I know that I've got to provide a home for my kids. I know that I've got to provide food food on the table. Uh, I, one of my favorite examples of this is I've got a cell phone sitting in my pocket, right? How many of you have gone through the experience of dropping your phone and the screen breaks? And it's like your entire day is derailed, right? <laughs> every every part of your every part of your focus, prayer, mission, whatever it is, is like takes a backseat in that moment. Yeah. Why? Uh, because because truly we 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 remain attached oftentimes mm-hmm. to the things that we have. What's the secret? I think it's 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 seeing everything that we've been given as a gift, right? A gift from God to be leveraged to be given away, right? That everything you have is so that you can bless others, and when we when we begin to see that, we can begin to to act in such a way that we can be detached from those things, right? For me, um, as far as detachment goes, I just I love to give generously. It just it does something. It's really good medicine for the heart. Yeah, you know, it's detachment and it's. It's being like God, and in John three sixteen, it says that God so loved the world that He gave. And so, mm. for me, practically, I just love making sure that I'm consistent with like my tithing. Mm. That like, yeah, that I'm giving, that I'm giving to the degree that I'm called to give appropriately. Um, and and then in the practical, like the tangible things that I have, if people need things, yeah, like in the way that I live with my roommates and things like that. If you need something, like let me know. I just love to give generously because it's you become more like our dad. That's sweet. like our father. I so. love that. Yeah, my love language is acts of charity. So I, I, I agree with that same sentiment. And, and Aaron, I like that point about gifts. So as as priests, we don't make, as diocesan priests, we don't make a, a vow of, of poverty, but but we live one more more radically, which is nice. And so for me, it's the recognition that I actually don't really, this isn't mine, this is a stewardship. I have to take care of this. When I live in a rectory, yeah. it's not my house, but I have a responsibility to care for that. So yeah, it's, it's the idea of gift, and then just it's not mine. It's yours, Lord. Um, yeah, that's sweet, friends. Uh, I'm. I, I want to pray for you uh, as we as we close out our time together today. Um, that that everything that we've spoken about that that ministering from identity, if it sounds foreign, if it sounds foreign to you, if it sounds like something you you'd love to see in your life but just can't imagine how. Uh, my my prayer today would be that God would break through that barrier and would begin to invite you onto that path of seeing yourself as a son, as a daughter. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, we love you. 
and we welcome you. Just in these last couple moments that we have together, Lord, uh, we give ourselves to you again. Thank you even in the context of this conversation of reminding me of what it's like to be a son, to minister out of sonship. God, I pray that you'd come right now and that every word that that has been shared on this show today, uh, and even as we listen between the lines, um, Jesus, that you will have spoken words that have lit a fire in the hearts of our viewers, of our listeners, uh, Jesus, and that right now that you would, you'd come and you'd fill our hearts to activate those words. I just hear those, I hear those words of the Father over Jesus at his baptism, and I want to invite you to hear these words spoken over you as, you know, maybe even put yourself in that place as John the Baptist lowers you into the water. And as you come up uh, out of the water, you know, uh, maybe, maybe disoriented, right? Just filled with excitement and zeal of, of the promises of God. And then you hear this, this, this voice that strikes you to the core, um, and the way that you receive it, it, it becomes apparent to you that others have, have heard it as well, that, that you are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter whom I love, and with you I am well pleased. There's nothing that you do or don't do uh, that can separate you from the love of Jesus, from the love of the Father, from the love of the Spirit. So Holy Spirit, come and fill us again and remind us of that love. Father, would you close with with your blessing today? The Lord be with you. With your spirit. May mighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Amen. Yeah, (laughs) do it. That's the the word here at Beyond Damascus. Um, We want to go in peace. We want to bring the peace of Christ, and we we want to live live mission every single day of the week. Friends, thanks for joining us today um, on the uh, Beyond Damascus podcast. If you have, I don't know, if you caught the tail end of this show or you want to hear the beginning again, um, check us out, like I said, wherever podcasts are found and, uh, and share with, with a loved one who you think might benefit from or, or need to hear this message. And then one, one more time, a special thanks to St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio, who so generously have, uh, have committed to carrying this show across the Catholic radio airwaves. Um, we love you guys, and we, we thank you for your, for your mission. You can check out Beyond Damascus uh, weekly here on St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN. And please pray for us here at Catholic U Summer Camp as we finish out a radical summer. We will continue to pray for you, and we'll catch you again next week. God bless. God bless.